Water is the element of our inner world that influences what we bring to life, directing the flow of possibilities. Water brings life and movement. When we generate the flow of positive life, enhancing emotions such as trust, appreciation and loving kindness, we develop a generous, open-hearted energy flow. This influences us and others in many unseen ways and grows within us, creating good health, happiness, becoming who we are and what we manifest for ourselves. The water that is in me and you may have come from the stars or it may have been in the clouds or the rain, the snow-capped mountains. It has been in mountain streams, mighty rivers, vast oceans and many seas. Spring water that we drink has come from deep within the earth. It has been filtered and cleansed by the rocks, has absorbed minerals and bacteria, has been frozen in ice and snow, being mist, fog, steam and flood. Water needs to keep flowing and connecting as this gives it life. When water becomes stagnant and isolated, it turns in on itself and becomes unhealthy, as is true of our bodies. We need to keep our watery emotions and inner pathways flowing and active to maintain our good health. This episode is about the water element and how we use it in our witchy world with us children. Unlike the rest of the episodes, this one seems quite fluid. We speak about the water element in tarot cards, how we can play with water in our daily lives and how to honour it, as well as the usual instalments of shout outs and tips along the way. So I hope you enjoy this episode and have a drink of water while you're listening to keep you hydrated. And at the end, I'll finish with a watery poem as a thank you for listening in with us. So here we go. Enjoy. Here we are again for another episode of the Bell Witch Podcast with Jodie and Swales. We've introduced each other there, that's a bit... I quite like that. If you do, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So since we last recorded, I got feedback from the poetry competition, well not feedback, but results, and I didn't win... Gutted. Oh. But yeah. you got shortlisted, which is a huge achievement because, I mean, most people don't even get longlisted, do they? There's a lot of entrance to that one. Yeah, so I am proud that I got that far. I, I had a bit of a like, oh, for about 20 minutes and then I was like, just yeah. yourself off, move on. I mean, your chances of winning something, like you're more likely to get struck by lightning, aren't you? I think so. <laughs> With their numbers, yeah. And then last weekend I went on a retreat in Rathmel which was amazing and funnily enough it was very water-based uh, it's all about like dipping in the rivers and journaling so yeah I came back feeling nice and ah photos were gorgeous weren't they I, I didn't take many because I was so busy being part of it but uh yeah it was it was lovely how are you are you all right yeah, I'm okay. I've had I've had a busy week really. I've been really working hard um, and really focusing on my classes. So my classes are called Tarot Aces. Essentially, I teach people to read the way that I teach, and I'm a bit of a stickler, so I refuse to do any online lessons. I'm like, no, it's face to face, one to one, or in groups. And everyone's got to the stage now where where really they should be moving on. Instead, we're staying on and having tarot majors, which is amazing. But my tarot development group, because everyone's now completed tarot aces, they've got all this like incredible knowledge about all this sort of weird esoteric tarot stuff. So last night, basically done the most cerebral (laughs) class that I've ever done. It was a class about the tree of life tarot spread which is based on Kabbalah astrology elemental dignities in there you've got all these different threads to read and you have to really really understand the Kabbalah tree of life so obviously it was um, very intimidating to teach in in like two or three hours anyway I cracked it everyone was able to give readings and kind of understand it I could see that everyone's brains had turned to mush and then we did some past life readings which were really interesting they asked to do that because I run the tarot social and we did um, a past life themed tarot social and learned all about our past lives and did spreads and pendulum work and that was incredible as well one of the women had been in the mafia or a a wife of someone that was in the mafia in a past life and she actually has a birthmark in the shape of a bullet hole at the back of her skull oh my god yeah it was incredible yeah I always miss these things. 
Apparently, <laughs> I've had five other lives and I've been a fortune teller in all of them. <laughs> yeah. What, and, you, and your cards told you that, did they? Uh, between the cards and the pendulum, we kind of interviewed um, our higher selves using the pendulum. I'll have to come to one of these. One of these. Yeah, uh... you will. <laughs> Little pendulum tip: buy them dirt cheap on online or at crystal shops, anywhere really. And you can even use like a necklace or a needle on a bit of thread. And when you hold it, it um, swings. You ask it to show you, yes, it'll swing one way. Ask it to show you, no, it'll swing the other. But one thing that people always miss is that you have to ask it for where you want the energy to come from. So for every reading that you do, you might say, say if it's a healing reading, you might ask for the goddess uh, Epona or you might ask for Archangel Raphael or somebody for the answers to come through them. If it's for something like past life, then it's you wanting to connect with your own higher self. But you don't always want answers from yourself because sometimes you know that you don't know, if that makes sense. You know what you know and you know what you don't know and then you don't know the biggest stuff that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm rubbish at pendulums. I I've got them, but I'll hold them. I mean, you've seen, haven't you? And they just don't move. I don't know why. That is it's so right, strange. Right. Yeah, I just can't get them working. The weirdest that I've seen is when people have them. I've only seen it twice actually, and once was at the um, Grave Encounters Paranormal Night that we did. Pendulum trembling, like really trembling, and the hand not tre- like we were unable to replicate it trembling afterwards, but it was fully shaking. Um, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I got my board back out while I was at the retreat. Did yeah. A, f- a few of us did. Well, there were f- three others and myself. We went into my tent and did a little bit of spirit board. We didn't get much through though. It was it was trying, but I think it was just so new again. And you know, we got a little bit of movement. But when we were doing it, the circle was around the fire and they were singing. Yeah. And, and so we were like, oh, can you hear Can you hear them singing? Is that, you know, do you like it? Is that raising the vibes and stuff? They're singing and it moved to no. Uh, <laughs> and we were like, oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> it was uh, so funny. But there is a resident ghost there, Paula. I spoke to her last year around the fire and that was the Saturday night. But I didn't get her this time. But interestingly enough, I went home Sunday and Paula made an appearance on Sunday night. Because right. it it will have been exactly a year, wouldn't it? Because it would have been Sunday this year and Saturday last year. People have got her on cameras. It's very similar to the picture I've got. And one of the women said, oh, it's funny because I thought I could hear something, like somebody talking, but then I just thought, oh, it's the flap of the, the tent or whatever. So I was like, yeah. oh, my God. like that. I had oh. once at the High Farm where there was just a pillar. It was, really, it was before we did the ghost night, actually, and it was the first time that I really knew without a shadow of a doubt that it was haunted was I was studying the snug once and I felt like you know when you're in like a fan like not the you know like the hot fans that you get what do they call oh, yeah. them? like the halogen heaters I felt like I was in a tube of one of those and I could hear talking it sounded like a radio like in the wind if that makes sense mm-hmm. and I was like do you hear that I was with um Joe who's one of my students who is Peony Palm doing tarot readings on Instagram but yeah she um she was like looking at me like I was insane <laughs> and um and I was like stand here and we swapped places and she she looked like she was about to shit herself <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just like a pillow where there was all this heat and noise it was really weird maybe trying to get your attention Ooh. is she trying to get your attention Oh, yeah. there oh dear. dear. Are you watching Blue's Clues? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, last night there was something in, in the high farm and it like, we felt it. Me and Jill were both like, you know when you get that feeling when there's a spirit near? You know, yeah. like that feeling. I felt that, but I didn't want to say anything because I thought I would just be a bit of a crank. And then Jill said that she had it. But my handbag handle, I was like sat on it and it was like jiggling. And I thought Jill was getting ready, but she was sat like stock still. And like I was looking at her and my handbag handle was still jiggling and yanking me. And I was thinking there's something between us. And then we were on about it. And there was a really big knock, so loud, on, do you know, the back of the wooden seats? You know, oh, the, like, seats words. where we sit for the classes, they've got, like, wood at the back, on the back of there. And it was so loud that it actually shook all the seats. What? Like we felt it. it was mad. Oh, my God. And then it tried to follow me home. So, weirdly, we did a little circle, asked it, you know, to sort of nicely leave. <laughs> did a bit of a protection circle. 
came home and I could feel that there was something with me and I was on my doorstep and I was like please please can you leave do not enter my home you know I just I just don't want to hang out basically came in shut the door and then just as I was about to lock the door I heard footsteps between me and the door Oh my! You know, like when you hear the floorboard move, and I was just like, "Oh God, were you scared?" Yeah, I was like splashing (laughs) everything in the house with salt water. Water, yeah. I definitely need more spirits in my life, but obviously invited spirits—they need to be invited. (laughs) Right. Well, shall we uh, introduce our theme? I'll let you because I've just waffled on, and. So for this episode, we're going to talk about the elemental of water and how that can be used in magic. Our magic with us kids and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Magic water. So have, have you got some spiel prepared? I've not written a spiel, but I'm happy to blag it. Okay, so... yeah, blag it. <laughs> so water is the element that's associated with the intuition and emotions. Interestingly, it is seen as one of the softer, more feminine, more passive elements. But at the same time, a raging sea doesn't seem very passive, does it? And interestingly, I actually have a phobia of water myself. um, And I didn't learn to swim until I was 23. uh, And I don't like my kids swimming in open water or um, anywhere other than a swimming pool. So water's always been a tricky one for me to work with in the real world. But on an elemental level, on a magical level, it's just such a beautiful element. It's associated with lunar magic, the weather, the highs and lows of emotions, like I say, that raging tempestuous sea. It's also associated with calm and tranquility, as well as divination and scrying. You can scry with water very, very easily. And I think water is lovely because it is one of those elements that, that we need every day in our lives. You know, we have to drink water. But at the same time, there are some really beautiful, magical places where you can actually experience water, places such as sacred springs, oceans, rivers, lakes. Yeah, there's some, some really, really Really incredible sacred springs all around Britain and holy wells and things like that. A foss, a bit of fosses. Foss, yeah, a foss. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, I was thinking immediately of Chalice Well, um, where they have the red spring and then there's the white spring and they meet together and they're both just incredible mineral reserves, but places where the water is really worshipped and revered but also more locally to us in Yorkshire we have Mother Shipton's Cave don't we with the petrifying well I was just thinking about that yeah I mean how magical is that it's the most witchiest place ever in West Yorkshire is it West Yorkshire or North Yorkshire probably north probably north only yeah it's not far away every time I go I, I just love it all these little toys and hats and shoes and God knows what hanging in the well and they're all slowly yeah. turning into stone and then there's Mother Shipton and her legend yeah. born in the caves and oh, have the a Google. The prophecies that she made were incredible as well. She predicted things like planes and yeah, yeah. Uh, computers and all sorts, all these amazing technological advancements. She said we'll, we'll be riding on big metal birds in the sky that's what she said yeah and that's a plane i've got a few books on it because i'm really interested in spooky stuff like uh, people predicting as well didn't she such a hard life she did but people liked her she wasn't a feared witch was she people used to go to her for help but maybe that could be an entire podcast (laughs) (laughs) on local witches water is the bringer of life connecting force flowing, joining and circulating around our planet and our bodies. Water naturally loves to move, restoring, recycling itself, reforming, regenerating, maturing and always self-regulating. Our physical bodies are made of 70% water. The water inside us connects us all to the life that is in our world, past, present and future. Quite like that. Oh, it's you from, are. Sorry. I've got to say it's just from The Elements of Change by Glenny. It's one of our favourite oh, ever. Glenny Kindred ever books yeah. i love it so you're, you're a water yeah. side it's funny you're a water side you don't like water <laughs> well actually um i only have one water placement in my whole chart well, i have two but one of them's a modern planet so i don't really count it <laughs> you know like my classical planets not my modern ones i'm a cancer sun but that's it most of the rest of my signs are earth and fire i can't remember mine i'm really rubbish at astrology it's just too big for my brain to to comprehend 
I love water and I use water a lot in my daily life for mental health and magic life and I've got a bin in my garden that I do bin dipping with (laughs) (laughs) so I climb into a wheelie bin and I sit in cold water for about 10 minutes and that's kind of like cold water therapy to help your mental health and I I love it absolutely love it and I love wild swimming although I don't do it very often because it's quite hard to find you'd never catch me wild swimming (laughs) I love the idea of it but I also get scared that a leech is gonna swim up my flu or something oh no it's oh no it's it's fine I don't think they're that exotic in this country but I prefer swimming in in moving water because it's cleaner more hygienic you know in still water you get algae and stuff that can be quite toxic and upset your stomach so um, Boston Spa is good for wild swimming there's a little bit there you can get in and have a little swim but you can't be in there long because it's it is cold but even when I was a kid I used to love getting my feet in stream having a paddle baths and showers do you like baths don't you i am obsessed with baths literally obsessed um i could stew all day it's the safety factor for me and i like water i like being on a beach one of my favorite places is um in cornwall a place called charleston and they've got like a a cave that fills up with like a little pool i love it in there that's Um, cool I do like what I just have phobia. I don't like the idea, and I don't like. And this extends as well. Weirdly, I don't like bathing my kids. So uh-huh. I always get I get the grandparents to do it. I don't like kids. Yeah, because I just have this vision of them drowning. I got dunked under when I was learning to swim. Oh, but um, you, you. So you'd never swim in the sea. Oh no no no! And I no, love no. I love that. I mean, the sea in itself is quite magical, isn't it? I love the sea, but nothing could possess me to go swimming in the sea. In fact, once I've I've quite a funny story. Me and my brother were in Cornwall, and there's this beautiful place called Saint Michael's Mount. If you've ever heard of it, I know it well. And yeah, there's a beautiful. Um, essentially, there's a little village, and then in the middle of the sea is an island with um castles and natural trust reserve and all this amazing stuff on it to get to this island there's a path that's in when the tide's out so there's a path you can walk across when the tide's out which is really beautiful all these boats if the tide's in me and my brother were once waiting to leave the island and we noticed that there were some people sort of paddling and the tide had started coming in and they were like you know up to their ankles just kind of walking through the sea back to the main village and we were like oh we'll do that big mistake (laughs) the tide started coming in really really fast and before we knew it we were about a third of the way and it was up to our hips and I can't swim I'm not a strong swim now but at that point I couldn't even float yeah and they were all it was beautiful you know looking down at first when it was at like leg length you could see all the um, seaweed had stood up and you could see all the fish swimming and it looked beautiful but then it gets up to hip height and it's crystal clear is the water in Cornwall it's so clear and all you see is all these jellyfish well we turned and we ran back to St Michael's Mount and got the boat back yeah it's known for for the it going really quick isn't it I remember we, my mum took yeah. me when I was a teenager it's famous for it's how quickly the path gets covered up but I mean I love all swimming I go to the swimming pool often I call it my think swim because when I go swimming at my local gym that's when all my ideas come into my head and even for this podcast I was swimming I remember swimming and thinking like I want to do a podcast and all these ideas flood me because there's something about the element of water which makes my body talk to it, other bits of body and my brain work yeah. more and I like a skinny yeah. dip as well I've been skinny dipping yeah uh, once I went skinny dipping by accident <laughs> I didn't plan it my friend was doing you know the winter open water thing that every January they do this charity winter swim thing where you've got to have a dunk every day and she lives near the Ilclimore and she said to me do you want to come for a swim with me and I said oh I'll just come with you just to watch kind of thing so she was like are you sure yes yes too cold it's January do you know what I mean it's too cold so we went up the moors and she had this fabulous little pool that you could sit in a bit like a bath and she sat in it and I was a bit like oh I got a costume and she went I oh, don't need a costume just get it get in anyway 
how fast did my clothes drop <laughs> my body i was straight naked and this is like in the middle of the day in january and it, i mean it yeah. were cold but you've got to do the whole breathing go oh, 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 and then you're in and you get your shoulders in and Oh, it was it was lovely. It was at the Beckstone. Do you know the the Beckstones? No. In Ilkley, there's um, a fifty mile walk along the moors, and it's part of this Stanza Stone Trail. And there's ten stones that have got like stuff carved on them, and I think some have got poetry. Yeah. So I Simon know Armitage, we, we know about as the swastika stones. Is it the same ones? Oh, I don't know. Because uh, they've got like spiral swastika stones in Ilkley. It's probably part of it, I would think. And they have some water there, some lovely little pools. Now, this one had a Simon Armitage poem written on the stone near the water where I dunked. But it's worth a Google if you, if that kind of thing floats your boat. It's from the Iron Age or the Bronze Age even. Oh. Is it that? I'm showing you the picture. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, but I think, yeah. I think Ilkley, I'd got some money together and I added some poetry stones, you know, so it's a day out finding yeah. all these stones uh, and Ilkimore is quite spooky in it because there's aliens and stuff that go there and there's the Ilkimore alien oh, in the 80s that? that's quite a good I've you... not heard of the Ilkimore alien oh yeah and I think it's 1986 a guy saw an alien and he took a picture of oh, it and it's quite yeah. a famous picture so that's yeah, I'm googling this right now yeah that was a very good dip and I was dead proud of myself for dipping it in January but it's just afterwards the water Makes you feel so refreshed and wholesome, and for me, it's that comfort. I like what. So you seem to like cold water. I like warm water. So I like water, like hot tubs, baths. Hot. So I like. Um, I love a bath spell, and you know me and my cheap tricks for things like bath salts, tea bags, tea bags in the bath. You know, like a. Um, blackberry tea chamomile tea bath bombs are obviously amazing but expensive tea bags you can buy a bag of like a hundred in the supermarket for like a couple of quid and make your bath smell lovely and i love scrying while in water i find that my intuition works a lot better when i'm in water because i guess i'm just relaxed and it eases up all your pains and aches and everything in your body so i like um filling up my cauldron with water and then just gazing into it it's nice nice little alternative to to a crystal ball for me um i also love the grounding effect of water for me personally so at the moment i've got my dog and you know, we go and we walk around to um, a lake and a stream and everything and can just sit there all day, you know, in the woods at the edge of a stream with my dog. And it's it's that time out for me, that headspace, that calm. Um, it's just, there's nothing like it. The noise of a stream is really gorgeous. And when I camped over the weekend, I always camp as close to the river as I can. The little It's only a little stream, but it's so, it's so lively. When you wake up on a morning in your tent and you can hear the stream running past you it's, it's so gorgeous love oh, it yeah i think um water is it is seen as a creative element generally in things like the tarot and things as well so for those of you that don't know in the tarot there's actually a suit um that are associated with water and that's a suit of cups and they are about emotions intuition creativity and that sort of soft heart energy and they are um, just a really, really lovely sort of emotionally based suit. And I think in terms of creativity, I do think water really, really flows and we can use it in things like painting and stuff in a way that really, really captures the imagination. Yeah, when I was um, when I was working in the signer, we used to do what was called wet on wet painting. Um, and you can see this online, just Google wet on wet painting and you'll see loads and loads of images come up. And it was essentially paper that had been soaked in water and then painted on with like really runny water paints. And the water just flows and blends into each other and it creates the most beautiful um, rainbow scapes. And I, I just loved it. I, and I think, yeah, it's, it's, it is really, really creative. And it's sort of, it, 
it's very similar to how humans express ourselves. Yeah, our emotions flow, our creativity flows and water flows and it's quite lively. It can be tempestuous or, you know, can drown you. <laughs> but it can also be very, very tranquil and very peaceful to be near. And it's unavoidable, isn't it? We need it to live. There's lots of variations of water as well. You can get ice, you can get snow, you can get... Yeah, stream, and you can get ice and stream. snow spells specifically. Yeah, yeah. And thunderstorm spells do you guys know about um spell waters you know water jars magical waters that you can collect we should cover this <laughs> go on you you dive in well there's obviously moon water isn't there and that's filling up a jar putting it in the moon and so the moon yeah vibes go through it and then you can drink that water i'll put it in the bath that absorb the the fullness of the moon inside you. I mean, I'm a bit of a rubbish moon witch. I don't really bond with the moon, but a lot do of witches not? do. No, that's another thing. We're that's opposite. <laughs> so, would you love the moon if fluffy witches hadn't made it cringe? I don't think so. No, oh, just because for me, it... I love the moon, but like fluffy witches have made it really cringe. Yeah, I think because I'm solar witch you know so i prefer the sunshine the sunshine does so much more for me than I than like the moon both. i like and both. did you see that meme i shared recently or was it a woman talking about you only see the moon because it takes its light, light from, the, from sun. the sun yeah, yeah. so i was like ah really that really resonates with me yeah i actually wrote a poem about the moon if you want me to share it <laughs> it's um it was about how people worship the moon, but it's like this planet of like mystery and mystique. And it is associated with things like the tides. We assign so much to the moon. You know, we look at the moon and as witches, we assign things like the tides, our menstrual cycles, um, our emotions, our, our little witching hours. Um, you know, when our kids are having a tantrum, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, maybe it's a full moon. We assign all this stuff to the moon. But then it's, it's kind of, on some level, maybe just a rock just floating around there. Mind it is. Don't care about <laughs> us. Don't Blame, shit. Blaming yeah. the moon. Blaming the moon for everything. So but... I wrote a poem about it. <laughs> so I can share it um, on the Insta if you want. I was thinking maybe, because we'll probably do a moon episode, won't we? So it might be good to write, read on the moon episode. Yes. Because yes. I've actually had a request about a moon, do a moon episode. Yeah. So that that'd be handy there. So in terms of other waters, there's crystal water. So when you put your crystals in, in the water and drink it, so that's like an elixir in it. Although do be careful, some crystals are actually quite toxic. Tag's eye, for example, has uh what does it have in it? Something quite um also saw that as yeah. asbestos in it, just tiger's eye. So um, yeah. Malachite as well. A lot of crystals have lead in. Um, so maybe use them for spell work or baths yeah, rather than don't drink that kind of crystal water to be fair I'd only say quartz is safe for crystal elixir to drink um, I tend to use quartz for most things because it is the safest crystal and it's a master crystal isn't it uh, what, what other waters is there can you think of um, any storm water storm water um, yeah you can put a jar out in a thunderstorm um, to harness the thunderstorm energy snow that's melted as well is good um, they have good properties salt, I think. Water. salt water my personal fave <laughs> you know me and my salt I'm obsessed I go through that much salt it's ridiculous I've actually got a jar of Scarborough seawater on my altar I use a lot brain on yeah. the crystals and the space and stuff I, I like earlier on Winnie had a rainmaker she did yeah that was yeah. quite cool <laughs> I feel like we've covered a lot of tips haven't we I think that one thing that we can talk about is water in the tarot, not just in the suit of cups. One thing that not a lot of people know about is the elemental and astrological associations of the tarot cards. So obviously your suits are all associated with an element. You know, your wands are fire, your pentacles are earth, swords are air, cups are water. But the major arcana are also grouped into three categories. You have some that are linked in with astrology, some that are linked in with the zodiac, 
and some that are linked in with elements. Interestingly, there's only three that are linked in with the elements and it's the element of earth that's missing because I guess we represent the earth. We're solid, aren't we? We're the manifest world. But the card that represents water was really surprising for me personally. Do you know which card it is? No, go on. You're not gonna you're not gonna expect this. The hanged man. The hanged man. The hanged man. <laughs> it's not what you'd expect, is it? No, because it's such a still card and water's It is, yeah. It's movement, isn't it? And progression and stuff. Yeah, but the idea is that it's associated with with water and it's like he's submerged, he's completely immersed in his situation and all the while he's gaining new perspective like if you looked around underwater oh yeah i suppose being clear emotionally clear yeah. and yeah it's a funny card the hangman just hanging around yeah i think there are so many ways to use water in terms of your relationship with magic as well and it's one that you can use really really subtly um so with fire everyone knows if you're having a fire don't they and even things like candles there's a bit more risk there we spoke about that in the last episode but with water you can kind of take a bottle of water anywhere you can harvest water anywhere you know you can collect water from any stream that you're at any well or spring but as well things like baths and wild swimming and stuff are all like amazing ways of incorporating water into your practice there are quite a few ways of using water without having a big body of water as well such as a bathtub or a lake or a stream for instance one of my favorite water-based spells are freezer spells um, which is where I literally get somebody's name if I want to block them from um, contacting me or causing me any bother I get their name and write it on some paper and then I pop it in a ramekin with some water and freeze it it's a good one that isn't it it's a I think it works quite quickly as well I've got a, a cleansing bath ritual that I do. So when you have a bath or a shower, I imagine water is a vivid colour. Charge and heal your body and mind. I often use green for healing and growth or pink for love and protection. Just lay there and feel the water and give yourself time. Or if you haven't got a bath, you can do it in the shower. It's all about being aware, isn't it, of the feel of the water dropping on your skin. Enjoy the time. Try not to have a busy mind. Smell aromas if you use oils. And then when I'm in the bath, I imagine like I'm going underground. It's <laughs> a bit weird. Sort of growing roots into the earth. Um, and then I wrote a little ditty. don't know if you want to hear it. Yeah. A little rhyming spell. Water of the divine, sprinkle on my skin. Wash away my negativity so that I may be clean again. I tend to say this in the shower most often, just over and over again on a morning. It helps me feel a bit more refresh and then when you finish you can watch you can watch the negativity flowing away down the plug hole to the drains it's very self-care self-care element i'd say it is a very comforting and self-care based element compared with i think i think they all are in their own way but especially water seems to have this soothing effect on us yeah, yeah is it the is it the tempest where she's got a foot in it our oh, temperance Oh, Temperance the card. God, I'm such a poet. <laughs> um, there's Temperance or maybe the star. I don't know which one you'd be thinking of. Oh, well, is it? Is the star she's pouring water in, isn't she? So I think that depends which deck you're looking at. The star in my head is a woman sort of kneeling with one foot in some water while pouring water. And in Temperance, she's got two cups and she's pouring from one cup to the other, which is like an alchemy thing. Yeah, so can you tell us a bit more about that water? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So in terms of water with children, have we got any tips on how to combine them? Water with children? Um, Magically. I guess, <laughs> I guess, yeah, let them make the moon water and the sun water and things like that. It's something that children can get involved in. Also, when I worked at, um, at the Steiner, one of the one of the things that the kids absolutely loved was a water butt. They just oh, went yeah. mad for it. They just went mad for it. Just filling the little watering cans from this water butt. It was like just never ending fun for them. And water's great because not even just magically, but from a play perspective, it's kind of it's kind of hard to get it wrong it's easy to mop up it's easy to dry up it's you know it's kind of fine like 
they can't make much mess with it. So I really like um, things like water painting, you know, just getting water and paintbrushes and then splashing the water on the walls and making little doodles and things is fun with kids. Oh, yeah, I've As... seen that. And then it dries off, doesn't it? And you can... Yeah. I saw somebody yes. drew a line around it, you know, to show evaporation. Ah, and then it slowly just went inwards, 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 and then disappeared. And then just left the chalk outline, which I thought was quite a cool experiment. Oh, that is cool. Also, uh, water, it has a memory, doesn't it? So I read something in the, the Silver Method, which is a really cool book about manifestation and stuff. You can program water because it's got a memory, you know, like in Frozen. <laughs> yeah. got, water's got a memory and it remembers stuff. Um, but you can program your water and then drink it so you hold it close to your face and imagine it's a bit like reiki actually like raking it and filling it with good intention and think that comes from ho'oponopono from the sound of things where they use blue solar water and they use um it's basically water that's been solar water that's been made in a blue bottle from my understanding and had ho'oponopono prayers chanted over it yeah, similar stuff. And then you drink it. Or sometimes you can give your plants it. I do Reiki water and then feed my plants. And then yeah. they get it, which is a cool thing to do. But my kids love water in the greenhouse. They're always going around because we've got a butt as well. Yeah. They love that they can just go turn the tap on and then water all the weeds. <laughs> not the, not yeah. the plants, just the weeds. <laughs> yeah. I think people are cutting on to the magic of water and how much it helps mental health and well-being in the form of flotation tanks. Now I remember when they first turned up, maybe two or three years ago, I think I got a taster ticket for a flotation experience that I just opened up in York that I got on Groupon. I had no idea what to expect, but I remember travelling over to, to York going into this new place, being shown this mad-looking spaceship tank thing full of water, full of salt water, so so it made you really buoyant. Told to have a shower, take off my clothes and lie in it in the dark. Obviously, in a private room. But I remember even then going like, what have I signed up to? I've no idea what this is about. And when you get in the tank, you close the lid. There's nice lights around it, you know, purpley light. But I got recommended to turn the lights off so you're laying in the dark to get the best outcome and the most from it so first you've got to kind of learn to trust the water and let let all your muscles relax float buoyantly without holding on to any tension in your muscles so that in itself is quite a challenge and then eventually when you do that when you realize your head and your neck and your body will float and you'll be comfortable then that was the point I turned the light off. And because the water is the same temperature as your body body temperature, with the light off, your body starts to kind of like get a bit confused as to where the water is because you can't feel it on your skin if you're still because it becomes almost part of you. It was so trippy. It was absolutely amazing. I remember laying there, I think I had an hour, an hour session. And I remember thinking, laying there going like, I don't really understand what this is about. And then something changed in my soul and I became, it was like I was floating in space and I didn't know where I stopped and where the water started. I couldn't feel anything, but I could feel everything. And my brain let go. And I remember my brain was vacant of all my worries and I didn't know if I was asleep or awake. And then right at the very end, I don't know how long I've been in there, but I started to see my teeth had become jewels you know like treasure in my mouth really beautiful bright jewels and I don't I can't I don't think they were falling out I want to say if it started falling out but I don't think they did that's that's like a dream thing I just remember being god it was so bizarre I can't really explain it is definitely something I recommend you try magically it is the one of the most coolest experiences I'd ever had and then when the time was up, slowly the lights come on and you have to sit up, you know, because it's only, it's not very deep. I mean, it's not probably a foot deep, you know, until you learn to, to trust the water, you can just put your bum down and sit up 
and you just push the lid off and it'll open. There's a timer on it, so the lights came on. And then I'd lost all sense of time, so I had no idea how long I'd been in there. And then when you get out, you just have to kind of sit there going like, huh? <laughs> For a, a good 10 minutes. And I just that that experience really did a lot for me. And I always want to do more. Of course, it's, it's not a cheap experience. It's definitely worth it, though. I, I do recommend trying the magic of a flotation tank that you're buoyant in and just letting all your worries go and letting the water heal you as it would if you went into the sea because it's salty. It is a beautiful element. It does so much for me. If It, it could do a lot for you if you just give it time and space and connect, even doing the washing up. With your hands in the washing up, just take a moment to feel that hot water on your hands, on your nails, on your wrists. It's finding bits and pieces of magic and just neatly slotting them around your daily life. Wash up mindfully with the water. Get your kids to sit in the bath and think about how this water feels right in this moment. What shapes can they see in the bubbles? Magic can be found anywhere if you just look for it. Whilst thinking about this um, episode and planning what we were going to say, I thought a lot about the water element in my life and I come to realise a lot of my favourite moments. I've quite often had the element of water within them. I remember having a moon circle one summer in my garden and people had come over to, to stand in my garden with me and sing and light a fire and it was in the middle, it was the summer in the middle of lockdown when it was really, really hot, but we were allowed to be together just briefly before they locked us down again. We were all sat there around this fire and the heavens absolutely opened and it was the most amazing, empowering downpour that lasted only two or three minutes. And we had to scurry everything under the shelter next to my house, you know, to try and stop it getting waterlogged and we were all just stood there soaked to the bone under the car carport and just watching the rain fall amazed and excited by it everybody was so happy to see it feel it because it was warm it was a really nice moment it's one of them amazing moments I often think about and think gosh how magical was that you know getting excited when the rain pours down you know that special rain that's so heavy and it lasts, it's only brief. Everybody, all the witches I know get all the jars and the buckets out, throw them out of the windows and the doors, the doorsteps to collect this fantastic, furious rainfall. And then I also think about when I had my second baby, Clementine. For, the, for my first baby, Florence, I wanted a water birth. Um, but because first pregnancies are always a little bit risky and complicated and so unfortunately things went wrong and I went over by two weeks and a water birth just wasn't something I could grasp. In my second pregnancy I was hell-bent on having a birthing pool because I just knew the water would soothe me and aid me giving birth and the only way I could guarantee I'd actually get a water birth was to have a home birth so really I had a home birth just for the water and I was so ecstatic when my little birthing pool just fitted in my bathroom. And her birth was absolutely beautiful. And one of the best, probably the best moment in my life of giving birth on my own for my husband near in another room. Beautiful, calming, loving, warm water. I was so relaxed and I could feel all the body changes. Because as I said before, water helps me talk to my body um, and unfortunately not not on purpose but there was no midwives available so I figured I could hang on till one of them clocked on a midwife clocked on at 7am my first birth being like 85 hours a whole weekend basically so I was so sure my second birth would be not as long but not a short birth but in the end she only took six hours to come uh, because I was just so relaxed with beautiful element of water, keeping me focused, level-headed and 
in tune with the moment. Water, I mean, we take it for granted, really. If we want water, we can just turn a tap on and it'll come out. If we want warm water, we can boil a kettle in an instant. We've got a boiler. We need to, I, I kind of feel like I need to give it more sort of respect and honour and really appreciate and not take it for granted because water really is the life source, one of the big life life sources of our existence and every living being needs water, some more than others. The fish swim in it, you know, the mammals drink it, bathe in it and then we do magic in it. It's just, it's amazing, absolutely amazing and we don't give it enough enough credit. Um, so in that vein, I was looking at a book called Earth, Air, Fire and Water by Scott Cunningham. I really like this book because it's um, sort of quick and snappy and it's not in, it's not like massively overpowering with information, but it, it tends to write things that are easy accessible, especially for people like me who are quite solitary witches. One of the spells I've used quite often in this book is water to increase your psychic awareness. Now go to a flat, slow-moving stream, bury a coin at the base of a nearby tree or bush, and gently collect free leaves. Thank the plant for its sacrifice as you collect these leaves. Next, hold the leaves between your palms. Visualise yourself as a psychic person who can call upon the psychic mind at will. Imagine what it would be like to be psychic. Push your personal power into these leaves, all your visualisation. Set one leaf afloat on top of the water and say these or similar words. Leaf afloat, leaf so green, help me see what is unseen. As the first leaf sails away, launch another one, and then a third, each time saying these words. As each leaf touches the water, it slowly dispels the energy that you've given to it. This energy mixes with the psychic-inducing power of the water to bring your need into manifestation. I really like this spell. I've done it two or three times now and it's such a lovely easy one to do I mean just putting anything in a stream is also pretty cool and it watching it float away wondering where it's gonna end up and I've taken crystals many a time put crystals in the flowing water to cleanse them naturally whilst I was at the retreat this weekend in Rathbell I had the opportunity to decorate a teepee tent into a witchy place to relax and chill a witch tent complete with an altar which I brought from my house most of my indoor altar stuff I took there and set it up so it was a working altar people could come and spend time with it and touch it and enjoy it my altars are quite complicated by nature just because I, I enjoy the actual method of making an altar you know just the mindfulness of it and it brings me such enjoyment I think a few people must have realised how busy it was but I, I also wanted to just I wanted to get across that an altar can be as simple or as busy as you're drawn to make it um, just like magic in general it can be as complicated or as simple by design however you will it to be the altar doesn't have to be a complicated thing it's advisable to have each element represented for your magical workings I read recently about the Shotgrass Altar, which is a really cool, nifty way to create an altar at speed with not much around you. Four glasses, shot glasses or tumblers. Fill one up with dirt for earth, one with feathers or incense for air, one with a candle for fire, and then, of course, a glass of water for water. I just think that's such a cool little tip because... Um, not everybody can carry an altar around with them and if you needed somewhere pretty quick and, and you went outdoors and you forgot stuff you don't even have to have the glasses you could just make sweet little piles of things on a rock or a bridge nature art it'd be a quite nice an offering to the forest and then you could leave them there to to be discovered by others <laughs> so yeah that's that's quite a good tip the next thing up is shout out. I'd like to shout out my friend and mentor, Louise Bloomer of The Wiccan Lady. First discovered Louise very shortly after I'd made the realisation that I wanted to train as a professional witch to do it right and to get some advice and stuff. So 
a quick Google which leads or which business leads and the Wiccan lady popped up and I tracked her down. I saw she were actually at an event, I think the following weekend, a few days after I'd looked, I think she was at her mind, body, spirit fair in Harrogate. And so I got my car, drove there, made myself <laughs> walk up to her and be like, hi, can you help me be a witch? And bless her, she took me under her wing. And uncannily, she were about to start a first witchy school, which I promptly joined. And I've done all three levels and I'm just coming to the end of my year three and ready for initiation in the summer. But she's taught me so much in different ways. And she runs professional workshops at her house. She does talks at shows. She does the camps. She's got her own stall. She tends to sell a lot of witch books and spells and knickknacks and gifts and brooms. She makes these amazing brooms. You know, if your heart's into it, she will absolutely help you and guide you. A Wiccan and a hedge witch and a general pagan all round. So yeah, check her out. She's really easy to find if you just Google the Wiccan lady in Leeds. So I think we're at the end now. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. As always, we so appreciate you. Uh, recently, we got 10 reviews on Spotify, which means it now shows us the stars. We've got a couple of reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you've got the time and the spoons, it'd be awesome if you could share us and rate us and review us on these platforms. This episode was produced by Jodie Jones and myself, Emma Swales, on Zencaster Distributors. Books that I've been using, there's one by Glennie Kindred and Scott Cunningham. Music by Jeff Harvey. And to finish with, I was thinking of carrying on the tradition of a poem to connect the elements that we're covering so this poem i wrote and it's called i am water and it's probably one of my favorites actually i shall read it for you now when i swim i am fluid water becomes an extension of my body or i become an extension of the water it is pleasantly confusing healing flotation gently pressing on my skin holding me like a lover tender liquid Needing no strength to lift my weight, bubbles of silver orbs rise, emerging from my lungs. Delicate jellyfish, gliding in a dream space, peaceful blue haze. Below the surface of the ripples, I drift low to the earth in a transparent landscape. No longer a land-roaming being, but an aquatic creature, swimming free. Or a mighty organism, built to withstand the vast ocean tides, that are dormant now. Bleaching out sounds of reality, I resurface to breathe. I am water.